Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. Today's show will feature Don Kennedy with ProMaster Home Improvement, and we'll have a, a great conversation with Don. But before we start, I wanted to tell you a little bit about next week on the 29th, we're going to have John Mabers from Computerese, and on the 30th, we're going to have Darby Vizakis from the Divine Group. Darby and I will be discussing how to select winning employees. Uh, how to hire the A players, what to look for, what are the characteristics, what really makes the difference, how can we accurately get A players, because they're out there. The next week on December 6th, we're going to have Richard Brown of Emerge IT Solutions. They're a vendor of IP telephony systems. That should be an interesting conversation. And then on the 7th, of December. We're going to have Janine Ross from Ross Motors. She has several dealerships in Centerville, including a Mercedes-Benz dealership. What else is coming up? Well, there was some good news this week. The Sandler Client Summit 2013 on February 14th and 15th, 2003, the agenda has just been released. There are some really excellent programs on the agenda. It will be held at the Buena Vista Palace Hotel and Spa in Orlando, which is across the street from downtown Disney. It will have about 900 registrants. Uh, The theme of the, the program is going to be No Guts, No Gain. And you're going to hear some really thought provoking topics. The the keynote of the program, which will be on Thursday morning, just before lunch, we're going to have the Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing of LinkedIn, who's going to be talking about uh, his company, his product, and how it affects salespeople and how it's designed. Uh, It should be a phenomenal program. There's going to be a lot of networking. Company owners and sales managers. Are you sick and tired of hiring a salesperson you think is Tom Cruise only to get Pee Wee Herman on the first day of the job? Call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523 to stop this from happening to you again. Okay. The web address for the Client Summit is www.clientsummit2013.sandler.com. And the even better news is that Sandler decided to extend the $100 discount through the end of this year. So you don't have to make your reservations today. Make your airline reservations. Make your hotel reservations. I'm just going to read a few things about what's on the agenda. It's unusual for Sandler to release an agenda this far in advance. This one is on, on the fantastic side. 
After the opening remarks by David uh, Matson, our CEO, we're going to have Jody Williamson from uh, Chicago. Jody is going to talk about the contrarian salesperson. One of David Sandler's rules was if your competition is doing it, stop doing it right away. This is an embodiment of the contrarian salesperson. Whether you're managing salespeople or you're a salesperson yourself, Jody will cover the seven key principles for using the Sandler system to manage the art of being a contrary contrarian. The next speaker will be uh, John Rosso, who's going to be talking about the anatomy of a Sandler sales call. After a break, going to have Brian Frank, the head of global sales from LinkedIn. He's going to share with us how LinkedIn utilizes their platform to expand their brand and market share. Then there's going to be a, uh, a nice leisurely long lunch with clients and franchisees in the same place. After lunch, the clients will break into uh, two tracks. Track one is for sales management. Track two is for sales. And on the management track, there's building an effective sales compensation plan. The second program will be your people's constraints. On the sales track, we're going to have upfront contracts and sales templating, tailoring the sandler system and submarine to a multi-sales call process. And the second program in the afternoon will be building a stronger personal presence, the sandler way. From about 5 to 6, there's going to be a networking program in the Great Hall. It's actually networking of all the people who are there. And then there's a big welcome mixer from 6 to 8 p.m., fulfilling the uh, requests from last year that we have more networking time. And it will be indoors as opposed to at the pool subject to weather. Friday's program, we're going to have uh, Michael Norton, the head of Sandler Global Accounts, is going to be talking about slaying dragons and winning business. He's going to share motivational insights and experiences Best practices, including how we can leverage behavior, attitude, and technique triangles to slay dragons and win business. From about 9.30 to 10.30, we're going to have the effects of, the net effects of ego states. And then from 10.40 to 11.40, we're going to have uh, Glenn Matson. That's David Matson's brother. He's going to walk us through what-if scenarios. What if you didn't have a fear of rejection? What if you were totally committed to your goals? What if you weren't afraid to plant your feet when talking to other people? What if you weren't afraid to take risks? What if you didn't hold off on making decisions? We've created a life of limitations, not possibilities. Why live that way? Just think, what if we let go of those limitations? Should be a great talk. Before lunch, we're going to have The Gap, How to Identify It and Close It by Tom Neeson. Tom is our most experienced trainer in the Dallas uh, marketplace. And he's going to examine how big the, the gap is between you and uh, where you want to see your company one year from today. You'll need a lot of traction. you need to move boulders out of the way. Well, I can't promise this. I haven't spoken to Tom he is one of the better Sandler magicians. I can't think of a single program Tom's ever done that doesn't have a great deal of magic in it. In the afternoon on Friday, the management track is how to leverage Sandler to take your business to the next level. Dave Matson is going to share 10 global Sandler best practices to take your game to the next level. Sandler has over 1,000 hours of content, all designed to help you become more effective in your day-to-day -day activities. David has selected 10 of the top ideas to implement, which have an immediate impact on your business. Dave uh, Matson has had the privilege and honor of training and consulting all over the world and will share his top ideas uh, with the management group. In the sales group, we're going to have uh, Andy McCready uh, from the UK, and Andy does have a little bit of an accent. He's going to be talking about the hard choice is the easy choice. One of the ironies in life is that the hard choice is often the one we avoid. Whether it's making the phone call, asking the tough question, or going for that run. Instead, we humans often opt for the easy choice. 
which ironically doesn't take us where we want to go towards our goals. Understanding the hard choice versus the easy choice and using the understanding to affect our daily decision-making process will provide a key to success in your business life. In the management track, the last program before Dave Matson's wrap-up will be going supersonic with Sandler. Terry Ledden is going to teach managers interested in driving maximum revenue and getting the maximum return on their investment in sales training. If you're a sales manager or manager team, you won't want to miss this session. Accelerate and drive the adoption of the Sandler selling system in your organization, and you'll leave with an implementation plan to take back to your sales team on Monday. Whether you're hit you're ready to hit the afterburners or just preparing to launch. This workshop will benefit any owner or manager committed to optimum implementation of the Sandler selling system. Participants will take away key principles and of organization change and generating personal executional plans and further action for the sales team to improve revenue velocity. And the last program Friday afternoon for the salespeople will be how not to be commoditized. That will be delivered by Jerry Weinberg from Detroit. And Jerry will be answering these questions. Why does it seem that the buyer has all the power? Why do we feel we're operating from a position of weakness as a salesperson? Since salespeople have a tendency to look, act, and sound and behave exactly the same, buyers tend to see us all the same. Therefore, the deciding factor is often price. Learn how to overcome Price. Learn how not to be commoditized. Again, the Client Summit, February 14th and 15th in Orlando, uh, with the discount, it's a $400 ahead. I know I'm planning to be there. Next program is the One Day Cold Call Camp. That's coming up in January, on January 30th. There are only 25 seats. That'll, that'll sell out fast. So if you're interested in making your telephone cold calling activity more effective, that's Wednesday, January 30th, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., $595 per head includes materials. We do have team discounts, and if you uh, call Carmen at 513-753-9400, extension 106, tell her you uh, heard me on the show, offer a $100 discount per person, she'll get that for you. I guess the last program I wanted to talk about is the Networking Works program. This is Sandler's relatively new networking program. It runs eight uh, sessions, if we were to run the whole thing. But we're going to push the whole thing together. We're going to compact it down to four weeks in January. This is open to all President's Club members at no additional charge. And if you're not in the President's Club and would like to uh, attend the session, it will be uh, $200. And those seats will go on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh, clients first. If you're not, if you're a client and you're not registered, we may sell the seat to somebody else. Don, thanks for joining us today. Hey, I appreciate it, Mike. Don, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to this company, ProMaster? Well, I appreciate that, Mike. I started off my career after college in the Air Force. I was an Air Force pilot, an officer for 10 years. I flew KC-135, so I've I passed gas for a living and uh, always had a desire to redeem what I consider to be a crooked and dishonest industry and uh, wanted to be in my own business. Uh, and so after I got out of the military, decided I'd start my own business. And I thought, well, what's crooked and dishonest? You know, there's politics, but, uh, you know, I don't have the name recognition for politics. There was used car sales. I was kind of interested in cars, but I didn't have the money to start a car dealership. So I thought, well, what's worse than uh, cars and politics? Home improvement. So here I am a few years later in the home repair and remodeling industry. Okay. And how long have you had your company, Don? Five years. Five years. Okay. Uh, if anyone is really interested in finding out a lot about Don, if you search the archives of Inc. Magazine in their 500 issue from about two years ago, there's a hell of a story about Don and myself. How we That's true. It. That's true. Yeah, if there's a copy of the magazine over there. Don? Tell me about, you know, the home improvement industry and repair business is, is quite a crowded marketplace. There are probably 100 vendors in any one city. How does one go to market and distinguish yourself as a business? Yeah, it's an excellent question because not only are there maybe 100 
legitimate vendors times that by 10 or 20 of all the legit illegitimate players uh, that are operating in the marketplace. And I'm sure a lot of people listening in a variety of industries have that to some extent, whether it's literally illegitimate players or that, you know, overseas uh, entities that are stealing your ideas or uh, copying or pirating your, your software or whatever the case may be. You're always having these people that, that are going to chop you off at the knees at price and, or with price. And in my industry, it's a highly commoditized industry where the industry itself has taught people to commoditize themselves. And so if you don't have some system to overcome that, you're going to get slaughtered. Okay. And, uh, you know, when you talk about illegitimate vendors, you know, I think we've all heard about things like uh, checking a, a vendor on the uh, Better Business Bureau or Angie's List. Uh, what do you think of those methods? I think they're fine. I think, you know, they each have their strengths and weaknesses. But the reality is that people are going to buy based on either their own buying patterns in the past, their own perceptions of what works and what doesn't work, and they're going to buy for their own emotional reasons, and uh, those may or may not serve their, their end. I think most people, when it comes to inviting a home repair contractor in their home, they don't want someone who's illegitimate. They don't want to be ripped off. They don't want someone who's going to make a mess of the place. They don't want someone who's going to steal from them. They want someone who's going to do good quality work. But they haven't been trained, just like, you know, it, in a lot of things that I buy that I'm not an expert in. I'm not a professional buyer of that particular product or service. And so I'm going to, I'm going to you know, execute my system of buying that I have my entire life, and that may or may not serve my, my end need. So what we all have a tendency to do is we, with whatever belief system we have, we tend to try to take one contractor or one bid against another, make it apples to apples when it really isn't, and boil it all down to money, because isn't that what we all care about at the end of the day, or think we do? Well, commoditization of vendors in all markets happens. That's part of the uh, the human condition. Uh, the real issue is, for most most people, most buyers, don't understand what the real implications are. Or suppress the fears of the, the real implications. Right. Yeah. We, might, we might understand the difference between a Chevrolet Volt and a uh, a hybrid from Ford. However, there are differences that go way beyond the skin deep, beyond looking at the price, which is the least expensive. Well, people make the classic mistake in the car business of buying a monthly payment. Sure. And not getting the right vehicle or taken for a really nasty ride at the other end. Good point. In your world, uh, what are the things that, that differentiate a uh, superior vendor? What are the things that, that, that people should look for? What, what are the questions that they should ask? So in they can, my industry, you mean? In your industry, sure. Well, I think one of the, the biggest problems I see in our industry is the character, or I should say lack thereof, of the actors in that industry, about two-thirds and I'm not, this is probably no surprise to you, Mike, but most of the people working in my industry are men that are sure. carpenters, tradesmen. Okay. Two-thirds of these men uh, have some sort of undesirable quality in their background, whether it's a criminal uh, background, they may be sex offenders, they may have drug addiction or alcohol problems. Uh, you know, And so these are not the type of people typically that you and I are going to feel comfortable with inside our home working for us with our family there. That's the first and foremost problem. And I think what happens is that lends itself, that lack of character generally, lends itself to all the quality problems that are pervasive in the industry. Well, quality problems, but also uh, it's not easy to perceive on the surface. As an outsider, how does one tell whether a vendor is employing a uh, convicted felon? Yeah, you can't simply by meeting them, and that's what a lot of people rely on. They invite the person in their home, oh, he seems like a nice guy, he seems trustworthy, I like him, they buy for him. It's shocking. I have to do a lot of the background screening, obviously, for the people that I hire. There's hundreds of things we look at in the background screening process. You would be shocked if people who seem like nice, well-adjusted, normal people maybe have, uh, for example, a history of domestic violence with the people they've lived with or a spouse, or they have seven or eight DUIs, uh, or they have a string 
of uh, judgments against them for not just you know the failure to pay their bills, but people that they have cheated and gotten judgments against in business dealings, the contracts they've violated. It's, it's unbelievable. So you cannot uh, judge a, a book by its cover either way. You know, someone who may look, uh, you know, maybe a little shady, they may have a completely clean background. But someone who, you know, would look just like you and I at a business meeting, mm-hmm, sure. at a network meeting, is be a person, when you saw their rap sheet, Mike, you would never, ever allow them into your home. Mm. Well... Uh, I, I would submit to you that in the home improvement world, most people don't look at the rap sheets of all of the, uh, or even have access to that kind of documentation. And that's because the majority of the quote-unquote workers or employees aren't. They're subcontractors in my mm-hmm. industry. So even the companies, if you're, even, you know, if you've hired a, what might on the surface look like a legitimate company, they're subcontracting all this work out to other individuals that they can't prop, they can't really vet the same way that you can an employee of a company, and that's why I don't even mess with subcontracted, uh, you know, help. We hire all employees so that we can thoroughly vet them. I know my guys' wives, kids, I, I know their backgrounds, I know their strengths, their weaknesses, I know their propensities, their strengths, their weaknesses, and this is how we're able to control the quality of our service. Okay. Don, we'll be right back. We're going to take a short break and listen to some uh, information about Sandler Training. Hi, I'm Mike Roth. Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. 2010 was probably a great year. If it wasn't, you'll need to listen real hard for the next few seconds. Albert Einstein said, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results was the definition of insanity. You have to change. Change works. We change salespeople and companies via long-term incremental growth. There are no magic bullets. If you want to make 2011 your best year ever, You need a proven business development process that yields higher profits and sales in less time. If that's your case, we need to talk. Call me at 513-646-6523 or visit our website at rothconsulting.net. Some people need to see it so they understand what we're all about. Call me at 513-646-6523 for a free guest pass to one of our training sessions. back today with our guest, Don Kennedy, uh, ProMaster. So, Don, uh, in, in your world, to grow your company, what kind of badge or courage do, do you and your people wear so that the consumer knows you guys are, are the good guys? Well, it, it's about telling the story. It's about telling the story of who these guys are, how they've been vetted, what the values, uh, ethics, uh, that our company holds, uh, yeah, people can, you know, I think they can see that, you know, when, when you provide evidence that these background checks occur, what's look, you know, and so we just put that out there as something that, you know, you don't want to lead with that. You don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. Sure, sure. But there are a lot of folks that this is an issue for them. And so by explaining in detail, how our people are thoroughly vetted, it takes those fears off the table. Sure, sure. And it, uh, the Better Business Bureau doesn't do that kind of work. Correct. And Angel's List doesn't do that. Correct. Kind of work. There's no one that does that. Right. And if a vendor in the home improvement industry has the pr- appropriate insurance policies right. for liability and workers' comp, anyone can get those at a Insurance agency. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the, I'm glad you brought that up. It's another huge problem in our industry. Is Tell me about lack it. Lack of insurance or underinsurance. So, I, I, you know, whenever we do work for anyone, when we initiate that relationship with the client, we send them copies of our liability insurance, our workers' comp, our dishonesty bonds, performance bonds. That lets people know, look, these are the things that, that a contractor should provide to you before stepping foot on your property. Incidentally, this was something you taught me years ago about uh, you know, creating fear, uncertainty, and doubt in the minds of a prospect that doesn't use you, who might go with a cheaper vendor. Who's trying they, to do that commoditization. Exactly. Right. But, 
but what happens is why they're cheaper is they're underinsured or not insured. They may pay the fee to get the policy, but then if you're not paying the policy based on the amount of money that's flowing through the company, when there is a claim, it may or may not get paid out because the policy may not be valid. The policy lapses. Or the policy lapses. They pay the minimum fee with a, a workers' comp, like in here in Ohio, it's a state-run system. They pay the fee to get the certificate. Mm -hmm. But if you aren't paying the premiums on, on the money that's going through the company, at the end of the day, is it a valid policy? It's a huge question mark. And for homeowners, in most states, the law is, if that company, and, and it's a problem if the person's not even incorporated who's working for you, who's at the end of the day, who's liable? It's you as the homeowner if a guy falls off a ladder. Mike, on your house, and... You're not working with a company that's properly insured. So the guy falls off a ladder who's working on your house, breaks his back, and can't go back to work. You're considered the employer. You're legally the employer in that case. Now, what does that mean for the homeowner who employed them? Well, you know, I mean, you don't have any assets or savings, or you don't hope to retire someday. And, you know, well, I'm sure a lawsuit wouldn't threaten that at all for you, Mike, would it? No, not me, but... But some other people. Yeah. Other people, yeah. yeah. So, so the uh, contractor whose insurance lapsed mm -hmm. and obtained the job under fraudulent means sure. falls, breaks his back, becomes a uh, paraplegic, mm -hmm. sues the homeowner? Yes. Or files a workers' comp claim, and some states are going after the homeowners who have hired these people because they're saying, well, you were the employer. You should have taken out the policy. Wow. That Just like a domestic worker or a gardener or a chauffeur or whoever? Wow. Have, have cases like that been prosecuted here in the state of Ohio? Uh, not so much in Ohio yet. California's got some. Okay. Uh, can I tell you a story, though, that happened here locally? Sure. Tell me the story. A few years ago, there was some folks, uh, uh upscale neighborhood here in, in the Cincinnati area. The home was worth approximately $6 million. Mm, so, nice home. It's an average home. Nice home. Yeah, nice home. Maybe maybe not out in Beverly Hills, that would be an average home. But here in Cincinnati, that's probably nice substandard in Beverly Hills. Probably, yeah. So, uh, they hire a painting contractor. Mm -hmm. And the painting contractor was uninsured. Well, that's pretty simple. What could go wrong? What could Just go wrong? Just painting, painting walls. Right? And well, maybe painting the exterior. Right. So the, so, the painting contractor hires some, some guys, and they're out there with uh, heat guns to scrape paint off. Some uh, eaves. Okay. And uh, doing so, they yeah. light some insulation on fire, burn yeah. the whole house down, Mike. Wow. Now, not only did they burn the $6 million house down, the contents of the house were worth approximately $6 million as well because this gentleman, and, and, and I, I don't want to say exactly what the collection is because it will tip it off to who it is, but this gentleman had a, a, a uh, the world's largest collection of this particular item and this collection was worth almost $6 million, and it was gone. But it was fully insured. No. This contractor did not have insurance. Now, their homeowner's policy, I'm sure, covered their dwelling and some, but I'm sure those folks were not made whole. Wow. Sure How do you replace a, a, a lifetime collection worth $6 million? Because you picked the wrong painting contractor. Thank goodness no one was uh, no one was hurt, no one was killed. You know, every year I, I hear stories like that about a contractor who lit the building on fire with a blowtorch on the roof or something, mm -hmm. or he was fixing some soldering some pipes, right? And uh, the wood caught fire around the pipes. Uh, that that that's that's a serious problem in your industry. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me, you have salespeople in your business? Like everyone in our business is a salesperson, and I catch a lot of heat. When I say that, mm -hmm. be, especially in my industry, tradesmen don't want to be viewed as salespeople. Or other business owners think I'm nuts because I inculcate everyone in my organization who works for ProMaster, everyone's a salesperson because everything they do interfaces with the client in some way. It's mm -hmm. all sales. Right, right. So if your guys who are the same craftsmen that are on the job site are really well-trained killer salespeople, what happens for you as a company? We succeed. We succeed. In in your world, if you hire a, uh, a, a craftsperson mm -hmm. who is not, not capable of selling or doesn't want to sell because they say, my job is to hammer and saw, 
cut and install, what happens to them? Well, that's that's fine. That's their choice. They're not a fit for our organization. Oh, they're not a fit for your organization. Our organization is for people who, uh, frankly, have higher standards, mm-hmm. who want more in life. And incidentally, our clients want that. Our clients love the fact that the person who's actually doing the work for their home is the same person who came out to evaluate their project, give them the solution, who's lined up all the materials, who's scheduled it, who's leading the crews, Mm -hmm. because there's that trust that develops. One of the huge problems in the home improvement industry is a very nice, clean-cut, seemingly wonderful person comes out to sell you a home improvement project, and then they send a bunch of monkeys to do it, and then there's this huge conflict. Well, he promised me this, or he said this, but we didn't get this. And we just eliminate all of that, that confusion and frustration by giving someone a trusted advisor who's there to help them care for their home. And that's and we build that relationship, you get that repeat work over and over again. You know, it, it's really interesting you mentioned that. A few years ago, I needed to have the exterior of my house painted. Okay. And... Uh, I, I called a bunch of exterior painting contractors, talked to a few of them, got some uh, recommendations and uh, not referrals, um, but commendations on work they had done. And uh, this one lady contractor came on, came in with some really strong people who uh, recommended her. Good. And uh, her price was uh, not the lowest, not the highest. Um, and I told her, "Hey, I want I want the uh, all the wood in the house painted. I want the uh, rotting wood replaced. Uh, and I wanted uh, I, I wanted her not to paint the uh, aluminum siding around the house because it wasn't old enough to need painting." Sure. So she says, "Yep, I, I got the job." and I gave her the contract. She had all the appropriate insurance papers. The, uh, the the first day of work, she shows up, and this one guy show up. Not unusual. Okay. That's not unusual. And as as it turns out, he was a subcontractor for her. Mm-hmm. He had given her a bid on on painting the house. Now his bid to her included painting the entire house and replacing all the wood. Okay. So he painted all of the aluminum siding original specification as far as I was concerned, uh-huh. and no one else bid on doing that. So I got a hell of a deal. Uh, they did a nice job. Good. Uh, but that loss of communication between, in quotation marks, the salesperson and the contractor doing the work caused them to do a lot more work for free yeah. that I wasn't expecting to get done. And you were lucky you had a good outcome. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess the sub was insurable. We didn't have, we didn't have a, a problem. She definitely was, because I checked. Uh, before we go any further, Don, I'm going to take another quick break for a commercial, and then we'll be right back for Mouseworks. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Many salespeople tell us business was really easy. They likened it to gathering fruit in an orchard full of ripe trees. They gathered the low-hanging fruit. They had to get baskets to pick up the fruit that was already fallen. They never had to climb a tree. They worked this way for 10 or 15 years. Given the strong economy, this was no problem. What are you hearing now? The economy has slowed down. Salespeople are competing on price. There's still business now, but salespeople have to work harder. The fruit has not fallen from the tree, and there's no low-hanging fruit. The fruit is there, but it's higher up in the tree. The problem is their salespeople have forgotten how to climb. Do your salespeople know how to climb? If you or your team needs to learn how to climb through and up out of tough economic times, call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 or check our website at rothconsulting.net. We're back with Don Kennedy, Bob. Promaster Don, we were talking about problems in the marketplace. Now let's talk about the opportunities sure. that you see for the uh, the home and in, the home improvements and home repair business. You've been in the business five years. What Correct. do you see on the outlook? Well, for us, the outlook remains good. 
but you have to know where the opportunities lie. Let me paint the picture for you. Our industry is not unlike a lot of folks in the last few years since the, the start of what is possibly an economic collapse and certainly a, a, a negative downturn in the economy. In my industry, all these laid-off construction workers picked up their tool bags and decided they'd become home repair guys, and they flooded the market with cheap labor. What happened was, is uh, as happens in a lot of industries, when times get tough, everybody starts lowering their price, and they attempt to compete on price. Those companies that were legitimate ended up going out of business, and all those guys that were working uh, for, for cheap, they didn't last either. The companies that, that kept their quality high, kept their price high, understood what it was people were buying in the marketplace, have survived and gotten stronger. And that's been, that's been uh, uh, true, I think, across the board here in Cincinnati. So we've continued to raise our prices, raise the quality of our service, improve our systems, and understand uh, more intimately what it is that clients that are a good fit in match for our business want from us, both the type of service they want, the relationship they want, and the types of products and services they want for us. So specifically what I see on the horizon is, I think every industry can be this way if you can be forward-thinking and see, well, what are the trends? We have an aging population, and the, you know, you're a baby boomer, Mike. You, sure. know, you, you probably want to stay in your house, I would imagine, as long as you can, not just for financial reasons, but for quality of life. Sure. And so we're going to have to think about, you know, in the coming years, how we're going to modify your house to keep you comfortable and safe within it. And so that's a huge industry for us. Second. Are you putting in elevators now? I don't know about elevators, but we, we could get into that, Mike. If you Do you need an elevator? Well, I, I think when you start talking about uh, keeping baby boomers in their houses in the Cincinnati marketplace, uh, small residential elevators or transport systems in the home. Well, we've installed those, those systems that go up and down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, transport. They're great. yeah they're great great systems for folks. I didn't know you had done those. Done, done a few of those. Uh, another thing we're seeing, too, is uh, we're not seeing household creation. And that's what's killing the construction industry, right, is as folks uh, stay home living with mom and dad, get married later. Uh, there, isn't, uh, there isn't job growth. You don't get household creation. You don't get a lot of building. But when you don't get a lot of building, you get people that are stuck in their home, and they aren't necessarily remodeling. That's a big myth. The remodeling market isn't as strong as everyone would like to say it is. But what they are doing is they're repairing the home. Because if they hope to sell it, what we're seeing happen is if the home is not in tip-top shape in terms of the, just the repairing condition, even if it doesn't have the nicest, newest granite countertops, but if the roof isn't leaking or the paint isn't peeling or the pipes ain't leaking, that home is going to move a lot more quickly. And in addition, if people are deciding to stay, they're sick and tired of looking at the eyesores around the home or the things that are broken about it, and they are taking action to repair those things. So I see the adaptation market for the home, for multifamily homes and aging uh, population, and the repair market remaining strong into the future. Okay. So in terms of going to the market in the next 12 months, what role do you see or what marketing tools are you using for your company, ProMaster, to take a larger market share? Because you really need to touch 100% of the desirable opportunities in the marketplace. What are you guys doing? And that's doing? the key you've always taught, Mike, is desirable opportunities. And not everyone is desirable for me. But And, and I know a lot of people are going to listen to this show, so i got to be careful here and not give away too many trade secrets to our competitors. But I use a... But make sure you tell, tell everyone sure, how to get a hold of you. you. Well, sure. If you wanted, if you wanted to, to see our company or get a hold of me, you can do so in the Cincinnati area, 513-724-0539, or visit us on the web at mastermylist.com or on Facebook, keyword ProMaster Craftsman. And, and if you were to go to any of those sites... We, we leverage a lot of social media, search engine marketing, uh, and optimization to do what I call trap marketing. There's a lot of companies out there that now, are... Now, that's a new concept for a lot of people, sure. Ron. You know, I think everyone knows what a bear trap is. Uh, what do you mean by trap marketing? Well, this is an extension of what you've talked about over the years mm -hmm. of desirable opportunities. And so in my world, a desirable opportunity is to get in front of the prospect when the prospect is searching for a problem that they're facing in their home. Sure. Top of mind awareness in my industry is horribly expensive, and most of my competitors attempt to go out in the marketplace and pay for it by blasting the uh, used to be the yellow pages or throwing tons of money at an internet company with with uh, you know lots of AdWords 
and uh, banner advertising and ad buys or blitzing the market wave of uh, uh, the marketplace airwaves with uh, you know, radio and TV ads oh, or yeah, we mailers. I, you know, and that that's an expensive way to do it. Whereas I can slaughter most of the competition by understanding what are the compelling psychological reasons why somebody is when they're going to buy, why they're going to buy, from whom they're going to buy, and then get in front of those prospects that are that are most aligned to our company's strengths at just the right time. Right. So this is this is what we're talking about in Sandler when we talk about our concept of finding the, the prospect's psychological pain. If you know where to look, you you might actually find it. Yeah, I'll give you an example of something you taught me years ago, Mike, that in our industry, most home improvement repair companies like to pound their chest about, you know, how big their company is or how many years they've been in business or, you know, that their their wonderful warranty that you know, they You offer. know what I really love when they go on TV and they say, give us the other guy's price and we'll take $500. And we'll match it. Yeah, or, or something of this nature. And those are that's all fine and good. There's there's, there's nothing inherently wrong with those things. But that may or may not be why people buy. What we found in our industry, you know what the one, number one thing for men was of what they want from a home repair company? Uh, reliability. And Close. Yeah. They wanted the job done on time. That's it, Mike. On, on time. time. Over and over again. The quickest way for us to disrespect our male clients is to not be on time and not complete things quickly. But how often do you hear a home improvement company, whether they're selling siding or windows, talk about the timeliness of their windows? You would think those aren't really connected, but it's that message that resonates in my industry. For women, time is important. Mm -hmm. But what's slightly more powerful for them is the safety and security. When, you, when they are really honest, when you get them into a focus group or you get really candid feedback with them, they will tell you one of their biggest fears are those criminals or the or those types of men that are going to make them uncomfortable or that are going to somehow um, you know violate the sanctity and safety of their home? So you take those two issues into the marketplace. That's that's where you're going to find pain with most homeowners that are looking for a quality contract. Right, right. And it, a long time ago, uh, way before I became a a, a Sandler client and then a Sandler trainer. Uh, I was in a uh, a hardware business, in the phone business, and I went to a seminar put on by a fellow named Harry Newton, and he gave me the answer that I didn't know how to apply. He said, people buy to get peace of mind. Peace of mind. Well, it was great. It was intellectual, mm -hmm. and... Harry never provided a satisfactory way of implementing it, turning it into a selling system. What we've done at Sandler, what Dave Sandler did, is he figured out, well, what that really means you need to do is to get great bonding and rapport with your prospects, get the agreements up front of how we're going to work, and then find their psychological problems or pains, their fears of mm -hmm. contractors coming into their home who aren't, clean that are pedophiles, for instance. True. No one wants that. Yeah. Even if they were a great granite contractor. That's correct. Uh, yeah. I'd be afraid to have a, a pedophile come into my Absolutely. home. Absolutely. Peace of mind is the cure to the fear or the pain to have contractors or craftsmen who don't have a criminal record. True. You know, that's, that's quite a bit of a different question than most people will ask you about your work when they say, well, tell me about who you've worked for in the past. Right. That's probably the most, can you give me some references? Sure. That's the most common question. It is. Uh, when the question might, in that case, be, uh, can you give me documentary evidence that none of your uh, contractor craftsmen are uh, pedophiles or felons of any kind? That would be a better question to ask, wouldn't it? Right. Maybe that's a question you ought to prompt your prospects to ask, because when the answer is, we have no one like that on our staff, you're actually giving them peace of mind and giving them a reason to pay you a little bit more for your product or right. service. We need to find the niche that, that each company fits in. 
we actually use that. Remember, you, you taught me to do that with the insurance. Mm -hmm. Remember, years ago, if if we're in a competitive buying mode, mm -hmm. that uh, you know, one of the things I will do is I will tell you know, Mrs. Smith, I'm sure the other contractor provided you this, 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 and this. Copies and proof of all these things. I'm just, I'm sure this is routine. I'm sure everyone has done this. Here you go. I, I think that that casts a little bit of doubt in their mind about who these other actors are that they're working with that are that are chopping you off uh, at the knees on price. And that can be a good pain-finding exercise because it may not matter to her. Maybe she doesn't care if the contractor she's working with is insured. I imagine most people would compare, would, would really care. And uh, let's take a short break, and we'll be back in a moment. Imagine you just left your prospect's office, and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sales sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. back with Don Kennedy of ProMaster. Don, maybe you want to tell the folks a story about how we started out together. Well, it brings up a little of a painful past here, so, you know, be gentle with me here, Mike, but the story ends well. You know, I mentioned earlier I was in the Air Force for a lot of years, so I had a lot of skills about how to lead this extremely motivated, dedicated, hardworking person, but I had never sold anything in my life. And so when I came into the business, I was using a system that was given to me that was traditional features and benefits selling, where you had a script on the, on the phone when the person called in and you ran through these stock bullet points. And wow, if you just did that enthusiastically, if you, if you just did that nicely, you were friendly and you were positive, why people would buy from you? And that's just not true. And what the Sandler system taught us was, first of all, how do you listen to people? You know, if you've got a problem and you're calling in for help, you want somebody on the other who cares, who's going to listen to you, who's going to understand the situation and knows what's going to, what's really going on. Just like if you were to go to the doctor, you know, with 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 something that was hurting. Sure. And sure. you may not know exactly what you what needs to happen, but you want it to go away, and you want that doctor to to examine you to understand what's happening. You know, the other thing that was killing us was. We, we didn't know how to set the right agreements up front with a client so that we could achieve a win-win outcome. You know how bad our close rate was, Mike? No, well, before you met me, Don, what was your close rate? 17%. That means for every 100 visits you made to a prospective yeah. uh, client's home. 17. 17%. Wow. Hard to... Uh, Can't stay in business. It wasn't even difficult. You wouldn't stay in business, and I was staring down the barrel of losing my business. Wow. You know, my wife didn't work. I had three small kids to feed. You know, this was, this was serious for me when I came to you. You remember that. And, you know, it only took us, what, about four months, and we got that up, that close rate up into the 30s. We got the bad debt because I was working with the wrong people. Mm. I didn't understand, you know, that in my world, right, this is one of the standard rules, right. all prospects lie all the time. In my world, people lie to me all the time. The ordinarily good people, homeowners, they will lie to me in order to exploit my goodness to get things out of me for free or to not pay me. And I didn't know how to identify those people and avoid them. And so we drove our bed. You remember the bad debt? I had about right. 5%. We got that down to less than a tenth of a percent in uh, four months. So some of these things, I think a lot of people think the Sandler system is just about selling. And, of course, good selling is about getting down to the truth and figuring out if there's a fit or match between you and, and the folks that think they need what you do, and that's true. But for me, it was a transformational uh, of how to run a business, 
or philosophically how to approach business. And I think a lot of CEOs out there underestimate what Sandler can do for them because they simply think, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not out in the field every day prospecting. You know, I have a sales team for that. Uh-uh. This is all. This is all about communication, about understanding what the heck's happening to you in business and in that transaction, and, and and how to set the right agreements, how to understand who the decision makers are, where the money is, where the pain is, how people make decisions, and how to keep them from uh, undoing or backing out of their commitments after they make them. So for me, this is inculcated every facet of our business, and I think it was. Was the best investment I've made in life in the last five years. That's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that, Bob. Uh, I wanted to take a second here and out of uh, Matson and, and Sidon's new Sandler book, the uh, Eleven is this Insights. An, is this an advanced copy or is this, this is a, this is an advanced copy? Signed. It's a signed autographed edition. For being our first guest, I'm going to give you this copy. Oh, thank you. Uh, this probably worth a thousand dollars. I don't know. Only if you sign it. Uh, I, I could sign it too for you. I'll have you but I'm going to talk just for a second sure. about principle number six. Mm -hmm. People make buying decisions emotionally and justify them later intellectually. Yes. So when we're out selling, whether it's uh, home home repair services or IT services mm -hmm. or um, marketing services, we have to find the emotions first. And the emotional side of the equation is something that a lot of Americans are uncomfortable with. They're, they're, they're used to dealing with the product specifications. Sure. Uh, in buying a car you, or a truck, you're going to look for eight cylinders or six cylinders. You're going to look for the logical gas mileage. Mm -hmm. But it's really the emotion underneath that that makes the, uh, the difference in sales. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And when you lose sight of that, you wind up with companies that are working on the wrong end of the problem. Companies make television set, and whether it's Best Buy or another store, what's the thing they try to sell you the most? Resolution, inputs, right? After they, they do that, after you've decided... They, after they've, you've bought it, yeah. They, they want to sell you the warranty. Yeah, they want to sell warranty. you the extended warranty, uh, which in many cases is not a, a good value. But the emotional tag that's associated with that is the critical ingredient. Because you want to know that if your set can't be repaired after two or three visits... It doesn't become a paperweight. A paperweight. And then you have to pay for the next one. That's right. Uh, the emotional fear of that happening is what sells a lot of service agreements. Mm -hmm. Not the fact that you can bring the product in for an annual cleaning or they'll come out to... Sure to tune it up. Uh, it's the emotion which makes the sale. And when you find enough emotion, price is no object. I agree. Which is your business, exactly. In the couple of minutes that we have left on, yeah. why don't you tell uh, the folks about the, uh, the type of projects your company gets involved in, from the really small ones to, uh, to the larger ones. We've done everything this year between an $80 project to an $80,000 project. Mm. and everything in between. And, you know, what we found is the pain sale, mm -hmm. and I'll explain what that means, is a far more profitable project to do uh, and, and easier from the standpoint that you're it's easier to administer. And here's what I mean in my world. If you're, if you're a remodeler and you're out there doing bathrooms and kitchens all day, there's lots of people that do that. It's going to be highly commoditized. The prospect's going to be able to find... 20 people to line up to competitively bid against. And at the end of the day, it's hard work to do because it's thin margin work because so many people are doing it. It, be, it tends to be somewhat production, so there are some kind of standard times or standard understandings of what things should cost. And you, you have that, that homeowner up in your grill all day long as they're changing their ideas on colors or this cabinet or that cabinet or the other. And because they're familiar with how a kitchen should look and feel, they're highly opinionated on how you should do your job. That's fine. We do some kitchen remodelings here and there, and they're, they're fine. But what we found is when your roof is leaking, and that causes uh, rot, and then some mold growth, and then you've got some drywall that's disintegrating and some peeling paint. And oh, by the way, it happens to be in your daughter's room, Mike, and you're worried about her health and her well-being, and you're putting your house on the market this spring. Not and good at all, it, it, Yeah, you see where I'm going with this. 
if you can understand what drives people's decisions to maintain their home or not, and what the consequence of not maintaining it will cause, and the fears that come up in terms of selling it or keeping it a safe place for the family, or the embarrassment factor that goes on in a lot of people's worlds, that if something about their house looks bad or smells bad or, or looks unkempt, these become the powerful buying emotions of why somebody's going to use our company to, to take care of or restore their home. If you understand that, that it's not about the price or you know this, that, or the other, that it's really about what's going on in their head and in their world, and you can then match what you do to that desire, it, you know, well, you're not going to be commoditized. Right, and I think that people can understand that a, an $80 job is probably a one-hour job where you're repairing sure, sure. a hole in a piece of drywall. But a lot of people don't understand what an $80,000 job might be. I'll tell you a story. Tell us a story. A gentleman buys a home a couple hundred thousand dollars below list because of all the construction defects that were in the home. The home was about 20 years old. Much of the exterior of the home was rotting. Now, it's a beautiful multi-million dollar home. It's just the subcontractors that are built it, extremely typical here in the Cincinnati area, cut a lot of corners, used a lot of materials that, frankly, rotted out. Much of the exterior had to be repaired. Uh, a lot of extremely surgical work to put it all back together, see it all back up, repaint it, make it look beautiful again. Bring that home back up to market value. So that's it's not unusual that we see that, that people will buy a home from even a major production home builder, and in eight or ten years from now, the entire exterior of the home is beginning to rot out, and they're having water intrusion because things are built so poorly with, with temporary techniques and materials. You probably haven't experienced that on your home at all, have you? Well, unfortunately, I uh, I own a Zering home, which I would never buy again. Uh, that, that, in my opinion, uh, had uh, interior. Uh, what do you call that board with flakes that are put together? Like a press board or a uh, particle board? Particle or, type yeah, yeah, board. MDF. Yeah, that, that was an interior product that Zering used on the exteriors mm. as trim. And... Uh, Frankly, that's why we had the almost all of it replaced over the years. I mean, you've had a, quite a few projects on your house in the last few years, haven't you? Uh, more than I, I I really want to talk about. <laughs> okay, well, we won't go there. It's Don't right. go there. That's not a good yeah. idea. Uh, now, if you have projects on your home, if you have uh, wood rot, if you have uh, uh, painting issues, if you have warping, water intrusion, I can recommend Don Kennedy at ProMaster because he's done a lot of work on my home. They found him. A leak that, that that existed for 15 years when it rained real hard, but not when it didn't was that rain. The kitchen, was that the kitchen light leak? Yeah, that was yeah, the, the water light. that came through the kitchen light, the kitchen light that doubled as a sprinkler. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be a sprinkler, Don. Yeah. It was just supposed to be a kitchen light. Yeah, I hear you. We had roofers in, and we had all kinds of people in, and Don got, Don's guys finally went up on the roof and found a, uh, a, a certain construction defect that only uh, took effect when the rain was coming from a certain direction. Yeah. It was really really a strange deal. Don, any closing remarks? Well, I think, it, I know there's a lot of people out there that are familiar with the sandwich system. What's great about the system is that it, it can apply to any industry. It can apply to any educational level. It can apply to, to people that have no formalized uh, sales training background at all. So, you know, like as I've said before, I think in this economy, if you don't have a system that is as equally powerful as what people out there are using against you, you're going to get creamed. And so in our business, we simply use the system to get down to the truth, figure out what the compelling reasons are why a homeowner might want to use a premium service like ours or not, figure out if they're a good fit or match for what we do, and we go from there. Thanks, Don. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits, and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6500.
or register for our next open house, Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. Remember, next week we'll be here at 4 o'clock. I want to thank you for listening. Scott, take it away. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.